listening to episode 32, chapter two of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. And today we're continuing our conversation with Father Albert Haas. Ordained a Franciscan priest in 1983, Albert Haas is a popular preacher, teacher, spiritual director, and guest on talk radio shows. A former missionary to mainland China for over 11 years, he's the award-winning author of 11 books on popular spirituality and the presenter on five best-selling DVDs. He's currently chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas. His book, Becoming an Ordinary Mystic, offers a daily path to connecting with God and cultivating a life with Him in which we draw close, listen, and respond moment to moment. In today's tech-filled, media-driven culture, our lives are filled with noise. We are constantly bombarded with information and news about our Facebook friends, latest trip to Australia, the latest movies coming out, celebrity gossip, the newest tech gadget, politicians' most recent lies or scandals, growing tension between various countries, and the list goes on. It's hard to know how to absorb all this information, let alone process and do something with it. Our friends' posts make us want to travel more. The latest iPhone release causes us to see our current phone is outdated. The news of the latest tragedy around the world makes us want to take action. And all the while, we still need to go to work, maintain good relationships with our friends and coworkers, pick up the kids from school, make dinner, and spend time with our spouse. It doesn't seem possible to do everything. We want to live in the moment. We want to live each day surrounded by the awareness of God's presence in our lives. But with so much noise, it seems impossible to keep up with everything the next moment brings. But Father Albert has a remedy for this way of thinking, and he helps us see that living in the present moment is not only possible, but also a sacred calling. So one of the things that also comes up that you said earlier just about becoming a mystic, and it's this idea that... God is already here. It's not that even he's breaking into our world. It's that we are becoming more and more aware of what he's doing all around us. And there's a really good other word that gets a bad rap that you address in the book that goes along with this, and it's called mindfulness. Now, we're a big fan of mindfulness because, again, it is another way of saying it we like to say is just pay attention. Like if you have a problem with the word mindfulness, just be aware or, you know, we, we tell kids, right, mind your manners, just pay attention <laughs> to what you're doing. And that, that's mindfulness. And yeah, so, yeah, which yeah. Jesus calls us to in that's many, right. many chapters and verses throughout the Gospels. That's right. So well, I wanted, you know, as a matter of as a matter of fact, three times, three times in the New Testament, we are we are challenged to be awake. It, it's found in the earliest Christian document that we have, the first letter to the Thessalonians. It's mentioned in the Gospel of Luke, and it's also mentioned at the very end of the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. So the fact that the New Testament three times reminds us to stay awake, to live with mindfulness, tells me. This is not going to happen by osmosis. You got to work at it. You got to yeah. be willing to work on it. Now, but 
having said that, I think part of the reason why mindfulness gets a bad rap is because, you know, years ago, that big international bestseller came out by Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now and Living in the Here and Now. And it was an international bestseller. And that the book is fine and it's wonderful, but I think our Christian tradition, as I mentioned in the book, our Christian tradition brings a much deeper insight into the idea of living in the present moment. And that is because in the 18th century, there was a great little spiritual classic called Abandonment to Divine Providence that was written. And in that book, the author says that calls the present moment, the author says the present moment is a sacrament now that sa- the word sacrament is a great buzzword in my roman catholic tradition because we believe that a sacrament is a unique encounter with some aspect of god so we say marriage is a sacrament because in marriage you encounter god's love made for you made flesh for you in another person or we we talk about the sacrament of anointing that we encounter the unique healing power uh, of jesus well when when the author of abandonment to divine providence calls the present moment a sacrament he's basically saying right here right now you can encounter god and then he goes on in chapter 10 of that work as i mentioned in the book becoming an ordinary mystic in chapter 10 he says every moment we live through is an ambassador that declares the will of god So if you want to know what God's will is for you right now, all you need to do is pay attention to the present moment. And what is God asking of me in the unmet need or the required duty of the present moment? That's God's will. So that's why it's important to live in the present moment, not because it makes us more, you know, makes us more more helpful in terms of being a colleague at work and more and, and gives us more energy. It's all about because this is where we encounter God's will. And so somebody sometimes people will criticize me and they say, well, Father Albert, you know, let me tell you something. Living in the present moment might be fine and dandy for you. You're a Franciscan friar. You know, you kind of live in that kind of strange kind of life. But I've got three kids to raise. I've got to be worried about putting putting money away for my retirement. And I always say to them, you know. It's not a question of having to choose between past, present, and future. It's all about letting the present moment tell me what I need to do and then to respond to it. So if the present moment is telling me I need to have a moral inventory of my life, well, then I live in the past. Or if the present moment is saying to me, I've got to worry about what I'm going to cook next week, so I need to figure out what I'm going to buy at the grocery, well, then I live in the future. So it's not a question of of past, present, or future. It's all about letting the present moment tell me what God is asking of me right now. And the reality is most of us are great at bilocation. We are physically in one place, but mentally we're either stuck in the past. And that's called guilt 
or we're stuck in the future and that's called worry and anxiety. And when you look at the life of Jesus, you see how so much of Jesus's ministry was freeing people from their past. That was his, that was all about his his ministry of giving of forgiving people's sins. His ministry was all about getting people out of the future. He tells us in Matthew chapter 6, look at the birds of this air, look at the flowers. God takes care of them. God's going to take care of you. So all, so much of Jesus's ministry is is about getting us back here to the here and now, to the present moment. That's why I say in the book, you know, worry, guilt, and anxiety are learned behaviors. Mm. Newborn children don't know. A newborn child, he sees something funny, he laughs. A newborn girl, she wants to poop, she poops. They live in the present moment. But then when they grow up, what happens? The little boy comes home from school one day and his mother says, you just wait till your daddy gets here. You're in big trouble. And the little boy learns guilt. Or the little girl hears her mother and father talking and he hears one parent say to the other parent, honey, money's a little tight this month. I'm not sure we're going to be able to pay the bills. And all of a sudden, the little girl learns to be worried. And isn't it interesting? Jesus says, if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you must become like a child. In other words, we got to get out of the past. We got to get out of the future and come back to, to that normal, natural state of living in the present moment. See, that I think that insight is worth the price of the book alone. And that's you cover that in like chapter one or two or something. But I've got to tell you, like, I came to Josh after reading that and I said, Josh, I finally found the answer I've been looking for because I've been struggling to live in the present moment for a couple of years now. And like, it's really been something I've been trying to do intentionally. And, and I, I actually said it just a couple weeks um, ago. I said, I, I, I would live in the present moment if the present moment lasted longer. But the problem is, is it seems like the present moments are moving too fast. I can't catch up with them. Mm. And so, uh, you know, it's like, if I had nothing to do, yeah, I guess I could be in the present moment. But like you said, it, it feels like, the day life just demands one thing after another after another. And that's been something that we've been big about, right, is, mm -hmm. is learning to be a disciple of Jesus even while the kids are screaming in the backseat of the car. Like, what does that moment have for us in the way of following Christ? And it's easy to say it's much harder to actually live out. But I love how you said that is it's not just about thinking about right now, right now, right now. It's about allowing the present moment to dictate, allowing God to speak through that present moment to say, wait, look back or plan for the future. That's exact. That's exact. Chris, that is exactly what it is. Let the present moment be the ambassador that tells you what God's will is. And so if the present moment is saying to you, it's time for you to change the diaper on the newborn baby. Well, that's God's will. That's God's will. <laughs> and so by responding to that, you're growing in your discipleship. And, and I, and I mentioned, I mentioned in the book, this is a little practice I've been doing now for a number of years, a four-step practice of living in the present moment. Stop, look, listen, go. And all that simply is, is 
you stop, you take a few deep breaths and you ask yourself, where am I? So you call yourself back to the present moment. Then you look, you, you pay attention to what are my senses registering? What am I tasting? What am I smelling? What am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I feeling? And then you listen, which is simply a way of saying, what is God asking of me in this present moment? And then you go. In other words, you respond, stop, look, listen, go. And as I mentioned in the book, you practice that five times a day. You're only going to spend 30 seconds doing it. But if you practice it five times a day, gradually it becomes second nature. And sometimes without even thinking about it, you're living in the present moment because you stop it, <laughs> you're looking, you listen, and you're responding. Yep. So again, it does not happen by osmosis you have to work at it and this is part of what the spiritual disciplines help us to do how do you uh, recommend people going about do you recommend them scheduling that so like maybe put a reminder on your phone or something um, so that they can get in those five times a day or are there any other tips that's or practices one, that's one way of doing or you stopped at a stoplight and you have nothing else to do rather than complain about how long the stoplight is lasting. Stop, look, listen and go. You know, or if you're taking a walk as you're walking, as you're walking from your office back to your automobile to go home, you just make the practice as you're walking down to the water cooler. Just do the practice. And, and, and if you do it a number of times, it literally does become second nature. And suddenly, without even thinking about it, you're living in the present moment. That, 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 that's really that's a very helpful, concrete, practical tip that I think we can all take um, to heart. One of the other ones that I'm thinking of is like, uh, you, you know, because um, I'm going to try this to, to weave it in now, like in, a, in the middle of a meeting, you know, when there's like, they talk about every seven minutes, there's a natural lull in the conversation and everybody sort of just gets awkwardly quiet. That might also be another good <laughs> trigger just to say, oh, let me stop, look and listen to see what's going on. Because That's right. It's, That's right. That's right. It's That's good right. empty space. Yeah. But I think, again, it, it's important for all of us to remember it does not happen by osmosis. You have to be willing to practice it because all of us. By nature, all of us bilocate. Physically, we're one place. Mentally, we're somewhere else. Well, and that's an attempt really to gain control over our lives and, and wrestle that control away from God himself. Because if we like to, if we're in control of our environments, if we're in control of our, our settings, um, I think at least our, sin, our flesh feels a little more comfortable with that. It's our, it's our own desire to be like God, and embracing God's presence that's with us right now, taking this back to the, our definition of what it means to be a mystic, uh, really means letting go of our attempts to control the past or the future, and allowing God's desires, God's will to kind of guide us and lead us rather than our own desires and our own will. Well, Josh, you hit the nail on the head. And, you know, my expertise, my doctorate is in the history of Christian spirituality. And when I, when I look at the entire mystical tradition of Christianity, and when I look at the spiritual tradition of Christianity, all the great saints and mystics, they all say the most difficult spiritual practice and the greatest gift we can give to God is learning to surrender, 
to accept whatever God might be asking of us. Because this is how, you know, we don't make we don't make ourselves into disciples. We don't make ourselves into saints. That is something that God does to us through grace. And God fashions us, and I'm going to use Isaiah's image of, of the potter. God is like the potter. Our challenge is to become like the clay, to make ourselves malleable so that God can shape and mold us in the way he does right now. And that's why I always say, here's a great little tip I've picked up over the years. Whenever you're frustrated, that's a sign you're fighting against the fingers of God. Because frustration is basically my refusal to surrender and accept the present moment right now. Wow. Oh no, it's true. But when you think about think about yeah, how often, yeah. think about how often we get frustrated, and it's always because God in this present moment, the ambassador is trying to tell me what God is asking of me, and when I fight against it, when I fight against it, I get frustrated. Uh-huh. No, I I know. See, people I, I want people to really understand though what's going on here. See, Josh and I just don't want to have these conversations just to put out there. We get just as much or more from these. Co- like, so now, like, both, I know what we're here, both here's thinking. Here's what's going to happen. We here's just want to sit here right now and sort of <laughs> contemplate that thought alone because today has been an extraordinarily frustrating day. <laughs> like, any, it seems like anything that could go wrong today has gone wrong. Uh, we spent four hours, the two of us spent four hours working on the same problem yeah that ah. should have been a very simple fix and it wasn't and it's still not resolved it's still not resolved and so here's what's gonna happen and it, on top of that we mistimed our conversation with you <laughs> it, 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 it yeah, is it's just compounded the whole day so that is incredibly timely for us right now and after this we're gonna end up talking with each other for like hours just about this rather than doing the work that we should do yes correct can I can I just I don't know y'all from Adams. So I always hesitate to give advice. Please do. Can I as a spiritual director? Please, please. You know what you need to do? You need tonight to think back on those four hours that y'all were trying to figure out some problem and to ask yourself, what was God trying to say to me in the midst of those four hours? Because Josh and Chris, this is how God speaks to us. God just doesn't come like a little bird and whispers in our ear. God speaks to us in the nitty gritty of our lives. And so you need to try to find out what is God trying to say to us in this frustration with this problem that we spent so much time on? Mm -hmm. Because there's there's wisdom to be mined there. Yeah. No, I think it's such an important point and it's that's got to be one of the most universally asked questions and, and deepest desires for Christians is how do I hear more from God it, that seems to be the thing that we're always asking and trying to figure out and that hits it is that I think we're trying to listen to the wrong things like you said earlier we put our ears up instead of put them down to, to the, the ground. ground and just look around us and, and ask the very simple question stop look and go I so I love that How many times do I, as a spiritual director, how many times do I tell people in spiritual direction, listen to your life because your life is the megaphone through which God will speak to you. 
And the problem is most of us don't live reflective lives. We think that it's going to come to us on a silver platter. And I can tell you at age 64, it don't happen that way. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> so again, it's that question of living with that reflect, reflect, reflective awareness. And always, you know, there's that wonderful image of the mother of Jesus in the, I think it's in the second chapter of the Gospel of Luke, where it says that Mary pondered these things in her heart. Well, this is what we need to do. And unfortunately, most of us don't do that. We're not pondering our lives. Becoming an Ordinary Mystic is about becoming aware of God's presence in the everyday moments of life. These moments are God's ambassador through which he speaks to us. And it's through an awareness of God in these moments that we begin to really hear his voice and understand the way he's shaping us and transforming us. So today I want to challenge you directly from Father Albert's book. He writes, Spend two minutes experiencing the sacrament and the ambassador of the present moment by practicing the four steps. Stop, look, listen, and go. What did you discover about God's invitation and will for you right here, right now? If possible, commit to practicing this exercise three or four times tomorrow, and then in the evening, assess its usefulness for you. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Father Albert's work, check out albertohm.org. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Father Albert unpacks the reasons why mystics never walk alone. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Oh,